Ah, Thanksgiving 2020 style. How was yours? Unique, I'm sure. Possibly one of the more difficult Thanksgivings you've ever had. I hope that it also brought some good moments. Today's topic, your child's identity or self-perception and what a difference it makes when your child knows that you are seeking to discover their unique design. I'll be sharing some helpful resources for identifying our child's strengths, and I'll also go over some helpful questions for digging deeper into their heart, who they are below the surface. But first, we're talking turkey for a few minutes. You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Let's get started with more intentional right now. The Christmas decorations have gone up at the Harrison home. We've lit the fire, gotten out our favorite Christmas mugs. We put away our fall burlap and pumpkins and pilgrims and replaced it all with decor that declares our Savior is worthy of our adoration. At our house, we are Christians, and we believe that Christ is our Savior. Now, I've put away the pilgrims. Have you noticed that most of the country didn't get out the pilgrims at all this year? Did you see pilgrim decor at stores? I saw turkeys and pumpkins and gourds, but it seems there is less and less focus on the original Thanksgiving. I'm not really on a mission to restore the pilgrims to their rightful place in our country's heritage in this conversation today. However, I would love to cause us all to just for a few minutes reconsider throwing out the pilgrim with the proverbial bathwater. I know that what I'm about to say isn't politically correct these days, and I really don't have this podcast to make political statements. I so want to impact your family, the strength of your family. So what do old-fashioned pilgrims have to do with modern-day families? Well, that's a good question. So hear me out for a couple minutes. Now, the first Thanksgiving was a celebration of God's goodness and the importance of giving and receiving between people who are different from one another. Those are worthy remembrances to make about our country's history, I think. Now, in recent days, it seems that a big focus has been on pointing out all the ethical failures of our forefathers. That has been followed by an apparent desire to wipe them out of our history books. But can I make a suggestion? I think that we need to be honest about our past, thorough about our knowing the real truth about our past. Side note here, I prefer original source documents for finding out accurately about our past, such as reading the diaries of pilgrims and of presidents to know their hearts, like what they personally thought, and to know accurate accounts of their lives from their perspective. We hear a lot of other people's perspectives on their lives, but it is really important for us also to see it from their perspective. So study their original documents, be honest about their failures, learn from their mistakes, and praise their heroic actions. When we do that, when we truly embrace all of it, when we truly seek to know our history and embrace it instead of erase it, 
it doesn't mean we're endorsing every action. It means we're discovering our roots, and those roots are an important part of our identity. When we lose our identity, we lose our heritage. Now, I happen to think that heritage and identity are very critical for the health of a society. It gives us camaraderie and team spirit when we aren't afraid of who we are or where we've come from. Just like family identity, it is so, so important for the strength of your family to kind of know what you're about and know where you've been and the mistakes you've made and and how you've learned from those mistakes and, and how it's shaped who you are today. You see, our past is not something to hide from ourselves. It, it's something to know thoroughly and allow it to bolster us up to better places today. Did you know that in 2020, it is the 400th anniversary of the pilgrims arrival on Plymouth Rock? They came to escape religious persecution. Now, if they were found with an English Bible, or it was called at that time, the Geneva Bible, they could be put in prison or worse, even killed. They tried escaping to Holland um, for about 12 years. They did. But one thing they didn't like about their escape to Holland was that they didn't want to take on the Dutch traditions as their own. They wanted to raise their children with their English heritage. So being English was part of their identity and they didn't want to give it up. They just wanted the freedom to worship in the ways that corresponded with their conscience. Now, when they left for the new land, they also knew that they were risking their lives. And in fact, more than half of them would be dead within the year from illness, starvation, or cold. They believed that much in religious freedom, and they desired to retain their own traditions and heritage as well. Now, eventually, those English Americans did wrong things to Native Americans. They wanted to force the indigenous people to conform to English ways. That wasn't right. Just like it wasn't right for the Church of England, which was really an oppressive government regime, to force their religious beliefs on the people, the Puritans at the time, who who then became the pilgrims. You see, it all boils down to the freedom to live out our heritage and our beliefs and our way of life. Let's not be afraid of our past, but study it, evaluate it, discuss it, but don't destroy it. It is part of our heritage. Both the ugly and the beautiful aspects of our past make up a part of who we are today. Now, let's transition all of that to our child's identity and helping them to figure themselves out. Do you know one of the most loving things you can do for your child is to be excited about discovering who they are? What makes Emma, Emma? What makes Abby special, important, unique, a one of a kind combination of strengths and weaknesses and quirks and ideas? What's Josh's God-given purpose? How is the world impacted by the creation of Nathan, by his presence in the world? How has he designed Becca to impact the world around her, the people she will meet? And what has he placed in Tori's heart that makes a unique message that the world needs to hear? 
You see, when we don't know our identity, we don't know our purpose. And without purpose, we lose our meaning in life. Identity or self-perception is a very big deal. Now, last week, we talked about the question, am I worth knowing, as one of the six questions of our child's heart. Your child's heart is asking, what's the point of me? Why am I here? Do I bring value to the world? What difference do I make? Am I a burden or a blessing? Am I intentionally designed or am I an accident? Does anyone find joy in my presence or am I a bother? Do I have important thoughts or am I unintelligent? Now, partly we answer that question with our attitude and our words to our kids every day. It's tough to, when we're frustrated with them, to remember that our actions and our attitudes send messages. And moms, I'm talking to myself as much as anybody right now. I still make mistakes in my tone of voice and even in the words that I say. But intentional mom, we want to be growing and growing better and better at answering the question, am I worth knowing with the answer, I am honored and I am excited to spend my lifetime as your mom discovering God's unique, masterful design of you, my precious child. And I want to know you, not the surface you, but the deep in your heart you. I can handle your fears, your struggles, what makes you angry, what makes you want to hide from the world. That's the privilege of discerning your heart, and I will maintain that privilege. I will be honoring of your heart. So moms, let me boil all of this down to the question and the answer in short form. Your child's heart is asking, am I worth knowing? And you want to answer that question. I am excited to discover your God-given design and to discern your heart, what's going on below the surface discover and discern. Now we talked about this last week, and I thought it needed a second week. What I want to do is share some resources with you to help you discover your child and also share some questions to help you discern their heart. So that's what we're doing with the rest of today's podcast. It's time for a segment we call In the Family Room with Val. This is a place for practical insight to impact the hearts and souls of your family. Let's do a quick Q&A from one of our listeners. So the question is, how do you break your child of a pacifier when it's time? So remember back a few weeks ago, we did a podcast on taking small steps to get big results. And you want to do this in all kinds of areas of your child's life, including getting rid of a pacifier. So step one, you can change the rule to the pacifier stays at the bed. It cannot leave the bed anymore. Now, this is a great step because the child can still go get the pacifier when they feel like they need it. They just have to stay at the bed and pretty soon they'll get bored with that and they really will only use it at nap time and bedtime. And then once they're really in that habit and and they're comfortable with that and those struggles are, are all gone of making that new rule, then take it one small step further and the pacifier is only going to be at bedtime at night. 
So now we've taken one small step to there and leave it at that as long as it's needed. You know, that could be weeks, it could be months. And then when you're ready for that to be done also, then just snip the tip out of the pacifier so it doesn't suck anymore and still let them have it in bed after that. So this worked well for pretty much all seven of our kids, and hopefully it can help you as well. But whatever's going on with your child, try to break it down into small steps. Are you struggling to get them to do their math? Are you struggling to get them out the door on time? Break it down into smaller steps. Help them with each step along the way, and pretty soon you've had big results from those small steps. For more from The Family Room with Val, visit her website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, where you can see Val's insights for all the six rooms of your intentional home. Last week, I introduced you to the question, am I worth knowing, as one of the six questions of our child's heart. And our answer to that is, I love you enough to discover who you are and discern what is happening on the inside discover and discern. If you did not listen to last week's podcast, episode 63, I hope you'll go back and listen to that one. This week's is some additional information that may be some additional help to you in discovering and discerning our child. So discover your child. Your child has been uniquely designed by God, and it will take a lifetime to discover all the special things that your child brings to the world. If you make it a point to become a student of your child, this will aid you in parenting, and it will also be a source of strength to your child if you let them know what you're discovering along the way. For example, saying something like, Andrew, I've noticed that you're always making sure other people have gotten to give their input in a conversation before you say anything. That's awesome that you're patient enough to care about their thoughts. I hope you know that your thoughts are valuable also. I'm praying that God will help give you more and more strength to speak your thoughts while you keep right on being a good listener. Don't stop being a good listener. It's a unique quality. Few people have what you have. Now, as you give your child insight into their unique design like that, it will strengthen them. But also, in case you, I'm sure you noticed there that I dealt with the weakness that was attached to that strength as well. Some helpful resources that might help you in discovering more about your child. You've probably heard of the five love languages. Well, they have a profile, a child profile, a questionnaire that you can fill out. It doesn't take long and it's free. I'll share the link to that with you in the show notes. The five love languages of your children is also a book that you might like to get. Now, when our kids are in upper upper middle school or high school, have them also take the Strength Finders. Currently, it's Strength Finders 2.0, and it's an online test that you would have them take, which does cost, or you could get the book. I think that the book is either $20 or $25, and it includes a free link to take the test. But that is a really, really valuable tool that will help them identify their strengths and their weaknesses. I have my kids use that in preparing for a job interview 
or a scholarship interview, um, that kind of thing. So that would be another tool you can use along the way. Now take time twice a year to do Raising a Luke 252 Kid, which I have mentioned before, which I have a $2 download on my website, practicallyspeakingmom.com is a website that will help you to identify in the four areas of your kids, uh, a strength and a weakness, and then how to work through those and, and really begin to shape our kids, help them allow the Holy Spirit to shape them. So that's another resource that I would encourage you to take advantage of. Now, I want to also go in some more detail with you about discern what's going on below the surface. Now, in a prior podcast mini series, we talked about root parenting, and that's a big part of what discerning our child is. So I'm not going to go on more into that so much. But what I did want to do is go over some questions with you guys that may help you to identify both discovering God's design of your child, as well as discerning their heart, what's going on below the surface. So let's first look at some discover your child questions. What are some actions you can begin now to discover more about your child, their unique characteristics, how they're designed by God? Well, become a student of your child. What brings them joy? What are their interests? What shuts them down? What brightens their spirit? What are they afraid of? What do they dream about? What is their love language, their personality type, their strengths and weaknesses, their areas of temptation? Be excited about the discovery process of this unique God-designed person that has been entrusted to you for a time, at least they've been entrusted to you, right? And seriously, this aspect of being excited about the discovery process, you really want your kids to see that in you. You want them to hear you say things like, when I was praying over you this week, when I was praying for you, God brought to mind this quality in you. And I just got so excited in thinking about this quality that is unique to you being given to the world through you. You're the package. You are the gift that the world gets to receive. And the cool thing about God is that is that as we live out our purpose and as we live out our gifts to the world, it also blesses us. So the more we can live in our purpose, the more the world is blessed and impacted and changed forever because of us. And the more we grow and the more we are blessed because we have poured into other people's lives. So being excited about the discovery process is so priceless for our kids. So what are some habits that you need to change in order to be a better barometer of your child? And and barometer, I talk about this in my book, Wearing All Your Hats Without Wearing Out. And I think I mentioned it, you know, sprinkled throughout different podcasts in the past. But being a barometer is really a special ability that I feel like God has given parents and and quite honestly, especially moms, to sense that something is wrong with our kids. Maybe we notice a little signal or maybe, you know, being prayerful with God on a hopefully daily basis about your kids, the Holy Spirit will just plant some thoughts in you of, hey, uh, there might be a problem there. 
You need to dig deeper. The Holy Spirit showed me some things recently when I was praying for one of my kids. And it was just a a kind of a heavy feeling that God kept placing on my heart about a particular area with one of my kids. And because God kept putting this thought in my mind, it just became clear to me that God wanted me to talk to that child about something. And really, what God was doing, and I didn't realize it, was he was preparing my heart for a change that was coming in that child's life. And because I was praying for that child, God was preparing me and showing me things that I don't believe he would have otherwise if I hadn't been spending that time in prayer. So I just want to encourage you that a very big part of this wonderful gift and privilege of knowing our child through discerning them and discovering them is prayerfully doing this partnered with God. He's the one who designed them. And he's the one that he says he searches our hearts. He knows us really even better than we know ourselves. And so being connected with him, prayerfully partnering with him in discovering and discerning our child's heart is imperative to fully doing all we can to impact their development. Now let's talk about a few questions that you could ask yourself that, you know, some some digging deeper questions to help you discern the heart of your child. Are you being observant and watching for warning signs in their actions and attitudes, continually keeping awareness of potential trouble in the four main categories that I mentioned, especially in the Raising a Luke 252 series? I'll, I'll put a link to that one. But the four categories, physical, mental, academic, relationship with people, relationship with God, those four main areas, you want to be very observant and prayerfully observant. Now, what are some habits you need to change in order to do more root parenting? Getting your child to reveal their heart to you requires a healthy relationship with them, or they will conceal their heart. I got to be honest, guys, with one of my kids right now, I feel like, well, I know that there's still some wounds that have to be healed before this child is really willing to open up with me, their heart. And right now they keep it more concealed, which of course breaks my heart. Sometimes even though we've met well, we do create some wounds and Instead of it hurting us so much that we ignore it, we need to face it, moms. We need to pray about the situation and we need to ask the child and ask God, what are some things I can be doing to heal this? And then we have to realize that that it just is going to take some time too. So I'm in that taking some time phase with one of my kids where they are concealing their heart from me. Now, what are some things you can do to improve the climate of your relationship? Are you praying regularly that God will reveal to you any troubles that your child may be experiencing of which you're currently unaware? So those are some questions you can ask for discovering your child and discerning your child, both of which fall under the question, am I worth knowing? I want to close out today, Intentional Parents, 
by encouraging you in your pursuit of learning your child's unique design and helping them to allow God to hone those strengths. You see, left to our own devices or to our own vices, we will too often use our strengths in less than healthy ways. That's how we end up with bully bosses or kind people who are weak people who allow themselves to be trampled by everyone, or how we end up being people who desire to please someone so much that we end up over-promising and under-delivering until we wind up pleasing no one at all. Our strengths and our weaknesses are usually the same thing. It's just whether or not those weaknesses are being shaped into strengths. So, intentional parents, let's point out our children's unique design to them to help them know their fantastic identity, but let's also inspire them to grow and hone those abilities and allow God to shape them into his masterful, one-of-a-kind purpose for their lives. It's been an honor to spend time with you today. If this podcast has been a blessing, share it with a friend, leave a review, and head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email that contains that week's podcast episode, blog post, and show notes. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in my Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.